disposable Summer's Eve, Mass and Gale Sadie's got the mass appeal, baby Crank the cause it's your jam You say that you want your punchlines A little more compact, well shorty, I'm that man These other cats ain't metaphorically why I'm that man I gave Bruce Wayne a and said Shut your down, I'm ready for combat, man Get it, combat, man? Nah, ain't nobody who's this bomb man As nuts, lines are like mobs, cats, cans Cause they don't find an ass Honey, I brought that Man, these bras can't dance My show how it's done Spaz like a Taz, yeah Apologize, uh, Mike. Uh, this this takes uh, more importance over everything else that we have this evening. I I have 
found this guy, uh, Dr. Todd Grande. He's a, some kind of psychologist or psychiatrist. Uh, I'm not quite sure. But he does these analysis of, of certain people who hit the news. Uh, I don't always agree with him on, on everything. But he's pretty good, and hell, I would like for him to say some. I, I mean, this the situation with the transgenders and them basically taking over the scene. It, 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 it's something that we gotta we, we gotta really ignore. People who are always saying, you know, how how you fix racism? No, ignore it. No, this is a situation that we need to ignore. Don't be one of those guys who goes and and picks up a girl at a bar and find out that it's a a man and, and kill her. Kill him. Kill her. Kill it. Don't, don't be one of those people. Uh, you know, just you come if you're in that situation, you don't want to do a little experimenting. Just tell it, tell it to get the hell out, or you leave wherever you wherever you're at. Maybe you want to find out before you pick the person up what their sex is and and how they swing. I, I think that's pretty obvious. I don't guys are so dumb. Well, you know, thinking with their penis. Uh, you know, wrong head to be thinking with. Alright? You got checklists. Alright? You got a checklist of things to go through. Whatever your preferences are, uh, <laughs> and, and is it of legal age? Again, these are the mistakes of the men. You got to check for for the age, all right? You got to check for what your preferences are. I know it's a bit of a mood killer or it'll crush your game to ask these kind of questions, but you know what? Us men need to take a stand and start making things standard, standardized. Hey, girl, what's going on? You you 18 plus? Hey, girl, you, you natural? <laughs> you know, work it in. Game, peeps, game. Work it in. But anyways, uh, I want to before I get too sidetracked here with this, we need a deeper exploration of these kind of people. And I can tell you, uh, I've already talked about this Dylan Mulvaney and just the level of, I want to say mania. You can look into this individual's eyes and just tell, there's 
a lot going on behind those eyes. Now you can look at some people and tell they're <laughs> they're kind of dead, kind of soulless. There's not much going on upstairs. You can look at this person's eyes, and I'm thinking she's thinking up, you know, a hundred ways to chop you up and, and 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 to cook you. That's the kind of energy behind this person's eyes. I don't know. I find Dylan quite terrifying. And I can't say that about a lot of people. I'm not a person of fear. But I most definitely, again, would not sleep in the same room as this person. Wake up uh, hung up in a meat locker somewhere. But anyways, I'm curious as to see Dr. Uh, Todd Grande's analysis of this person. So let's, let's go ahead and play that and get through it. Oh, this is Dr. Grande. Today's question is, can I analyze the case of Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light? Just a reminder, I'm not diagnosing by this video, only speculating about what could be happening in a situation like this. If you enjoyed this video, please like it, subscribe to my channel, and consider supporting me on Patreon. I will put the link to Patreon in the description for this video. First, I'll look at the background of this case, move to the timeline of the incident, then offer my analysis. Dylan Mulvaney was born on December 29, 1996, in San Diego, California. Dylan identifies as a woman, therefore I will refer to Dylan with the corresponding pronouns. In 2019, Dylan graduated from college with a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Musical Theater. A few years before this, she started acting. Her first noteworthy role was in the musical The Book of Mormon. She was also featured in several other theater productions like how the Grinch Stole Christmas, and High School Musical. In 2021, Dylan came out as a transgender woman. She documented her gender transition on the social media platform TikTok. She published a series of videos titled Days of Girlhood. Dylan skyrocketed to fame on the platform and became a popular social media influencer. In October of 2022, Dylan met with Joe Biden for the online news outlet, Now This News. During this meeting, Joe Biden described Republican efforts to restrict gender-affirming care as outrageous and immoral. In December 2022, Dylan posted on Instagram indicating that she had a surgery to make her face appear more feminine. In March of 2023, Dylan appeared on the Drew Barrymore show, during which Drew Barrymore kneeled before her. This is actually something that Drew Barrymore has done in front of many guests, including Hillary Clinton. I think it's a gimmick that she uses on the show to artificially force a traumatic moment. Now moving to the timeline of the incident. In early April 2023, the beer manufacturer, Bud Light, which is owned by Anheuser-Busch, sent a few cans of beer to Dylan as part of a sponsorship arrangement. Bud Light was promoting what they referred to as the Easy Carry Contest. This is where people post videos of themselves holding as many cans of Bud Light as possible for a chance to win $15,000. Easy Carry Contest may not be the most appropriate name. I was thinking they should call it the Back Injury Challenge or see how easy it is to get carried into the ER contest. Either way, Dylan posted a video where she used the beers to celebrate March Madness and her first year of womanhood. She also showed a Bud Light can featuring her image, 
which apparently the beer company had sent to her. This sponsorship resulted in a lot of people becoming upset. One of them was the musical artist Kid Rock. He posted a video where he used a rifle to shoot cans of Bud Light. He said blank Bud Light and blank Anheuser-Busch. The country singer Travis Tritt also expressed his displeasure at Bud Light's marketing tactic, banning the beer from his concerts. Many called for a boycott of Bud Light. There was the sense that the company forgot who their core customers were, like there was a disconnect between their marketing effort and their customer base. Their primary customers are not transgender individuals, rather people who like awful beer. The company responded to the controversy by saying, quote, Anheuser-Busch works with hundreds of influencers across our brands as one of many ways to authentically connect with audiences across various demographics. From time to time, we produce unique commemorative cans for fans and for brand influencers like Dylan Mulvaney. This commemorative can was a gift to celebrate a personal milestone and is not for sale to the general public, unquote. Before the controversy started, the vice president of marketing for Bud Light was featured on a podcast. She talked about how the brand had been in decline for a long time. She noted that the company needed to attract young drinkers, a phrase that in itself is worrisome. She wanted to evolve and elevate the brand's out-of-touch image to make the image more inclusive and make it feel lighter and brighter. Anheuser-Busch is a massive company that probably will not sustain any real consequences due to the backlash, but this incident does highlight strong differences in opinion that people have about transgenderism or transgender ideology. Not surprisingly, the response to this incident from the left was completely different than what we saw from the right. The liberal media responded by saying that conservatives were overreacting to Bud Light's business strategy. It suggested that conservatives were out of touch with the younger generation who have embraced the transgender ideology. The media also labeled the response as anti-trans and transphobic because, evidently, they are required to say those words in every article on the topic of transgenderism. Now moving to my analysis. Here are my thoughts in a few areas that stood out to me regarding this incident with Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light. Item number one. As far as the transgender topic, the message of the liberal media is that conservatives are not tolerant and they are full of hate. The message of conservatives is that liberals have become lost in a fantasy world where science doesn't matter and they are full of hate. So both sides accuse the other of being hateful and wrong on the topic of transgender ideology. With that in mind, it would be helpful to know where Americans stand on the transgender issue. Which brings me to item number two. A study in 2022 collected information about American attitudes on the issue of transgender rights. Some of the findings were expected, but others were quite surprising. I will include some information from other studies as well. It's also important to note that when I use the terms Republican and Democrat in these results, this includes individuals leaning in that direction in accordance with the methodology of the study. Let's take a look at the results. About 1.6% of the population identifies as transgender or non-binary, which represents an increase over the last few years. Not long ago, that number was 0.5%. Young people are significantly overrepresented in this population. They are much more likely to be transgender. 
North Carolina has the highest percentage of adults who are transgender, and West Virginia has the lowest. About 80% of Americans feel as though transgender people are discriminated against, and 64% are in favor of laws to protect the community from discrimination. Participants were asked about how far society has gone to accept transgender people. 38% of respondents said that society has gone too far. 36% indicated society has not gone far enough. 60% of Americans said that a person's gender is determined by their sex, meaning gender and biological sex are the same thing. In 2017, that number was 54%, so it increased 6% in five years. Many participants believe that their position on this topic was mostly informed by science, so both sides are claiming that science helped them to come to whatever conclusion they reached. Political affiliation is a good predictor of one's beliefs on the relationship between sex and gender. 86% of Republicans said that gender is determined by biological sex. Only 38% of Democrats felt the same way. 58% of respondents believed that transgender athletes should compete on teams that match their biological sex. 46% were in favor of making it illegal for healthcare professionals to support a gender transition for someone under the age of 18. These results are fairly interesting. They paint a picture of a country that is sympathetic to what transgender people have to deal with as far as discrimination, but also a country that's not completely convinced that science supports transgender ideology. This brings me to item number three. Based on surveys, it would appear as though the impact of transgender policies on the rights of other people is a point of contention. I think a lot of people can accept that transgender people are real and that their rights should be protected, but they view the expression of the rights as something that should only affect the transgender individual, like it should not necessarily affect other people. For example, if a biological male wants to maintain a female gender expression by wearing clothing styles typically associated with women, many people do not have a problem with that. This is an individual right. It's a personal choice. A person can dress according to their preference. The problem for many people is the expansion of transgender rights that appear to intrude on people who are not invested in the ideology. One could argue that a person's rights extend until they make contact with another person's rights. That is the boundary. A person can do whatever they want as long as they don't interfere with the rights of another. Many Americans are worried that the sports issue is an example of transgender rights infringing on the rights of others. For example, imagine a woman who wants to join a swim team. She expects to be competing against women who are biological females. Her expectations are going to be shattered if she has to compete against a biological male with a female gender expression. There is something inherently unfair about joining a competition under one set of rules only to have those rules change. Furthermore, now there is no way for women to compete against only women. That is the whole point of women's sports. The very essence of the endeavor has now been altered. If this woman were to create a new gender expression, which included only biological females, and she wanted to compete against only this group, she would be accused of being anti-trans and transphobic. Apparently, at least according to the far left, 
in order to create a new gender category, somebody needs to be transgender. Here's another way of putting this argument regarding the way people view rights. I think many people are fine with any gender expression a person wants, as long as that expression is not treated as real. Like, as long as the members of the transgender community do not try to apply the preferred gender as if they were biologically that gender. Under this theory, gender is contained to the realm of a social construct while acknowledging the reality of biological sex. Gender is separate from sex. A person can be any gender they want, but that doesn't change their sex. The problem with this theory is that a critical value of the transgender ideology is to cross over that bridge, is to move from the preferred gender expression to being treated as if one is actually the other biological sex. There is no easy solution to this dilemma because biological sex is in the realm of science, and science is clear on this topic. Item number four. Another challenge with the transgender debate has to do with the use of gender-affirming medical care. This is not viewed so much as an intrusion on the rights of people who do not want to get involved, but rather something that is harmful to transgender people. Some people who have been treated with gender-affirming surgeries have come to regret it. Not all of them, but a non-negligible number. There is a concern that the social construct of gender is being transported into the world of the irreversible. A person can dress as the other okay, gender right oh, and later... Dis- um, <laughs> he's going off too long on this one, but... Uh, okay, so... People who are having their doubts or, or, or they regret having the surgery. So then that means you have some mental issues. It's mental, it's not physical, it's mental. This problem is the whole transgenderism is not being treated as a mental issue, but a physical issue. We, we know this is the case. Anybody with a sensible mind knows this is the case. But I do believe being, you know, I, I think it's, you, you got to commit. I think it's just chaos being thrown into society to shake things up. You know, from chaos comes order because, you know, as long as you've got new chaos out there, you can create new laws. Everything is becoming more restrictive. The more these people keep talking about more rights, more rights, more rights, yeah, your rights are probably going to intrude upon someone else at some point. That's what I was saying at the beginning of the show. You know, <laughs> there are bigger problems, like racism in the workplace. Still a huge problem. But it's not something that's going to be looked at because now... Transsexuals have to have things, everything their way. And again, it's from a mental place. Mental, I want to say, there, there are their terms that I use, and they're, they're not to be switched around. I try to use them carefully because they're mentally disturbed. Hell, that just means somebody who's angry. Uh, there's someone who's mentally ill. There's someone who's just 
mentally path differently. Um, these are all totally different things. But you have people who are... I mean, I think I think at this point you have to be committed. You got to have the committal. Once again, uh, you shouldn't be showing up anywhere. The discrimination wouldn't exist if you were actually trying to represent what you say that you are. If I bleached my skin tomorrow, cut off all my hair, and look like a complete white white guy, let's say that's something I want to do, I'm not going to go everywhere and say I'm trans white. No, I'm just going to say I'm white. If I say I'm trans white and, and go to a job interview, <laughs> you think it's going to help me get the job? No. It's not. But if I just say, hey, I'm a white guy. Hey, hey, give me some credit. <laughs> let me get a loan. Let me, let me get a job. <laughs> I have a better chance of getting a job. Or, or anything I want at that point. For people to show up and say, I'm trans, and not just be man or woman, you're purposefully creating the problem. You're creating the issues. I don't feel sympathetic towards any discrimination claims. I don't, I don't, listen, if you're going to be a full-blown man and just dress up as a woman, you're not committed to being a woman. You're just being a weirdo. If I were to step outside wearing one sandal with socks, sneakers, a sneaker on the other foot, no, no sock, uh, half pant leg up or cut off, you know, with with the uh, one sleeve T-shirt on. Well, guess what? People are going to think I'm crazy. People are going to think. <laughs> you think I'm going to go to a job interview like that? It's not going to work. It's not going to fly. You think someone like that should force? You, th you think I'm going to force someone to say, "Hey, this is normal." I should be able to just like this at the workplace. Come on, be real. Be real about it. Discrimination, discrimination. No, 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 no. You, you can't make the comparison at all. So if there's black man, Latino, whoever, some minority is trying to get a job, and, you know, you know, or trying to get an apartment, trying to, to get a loan, try, try, try to do anything in society. The thing about the black or the, the minorities, they're doing everything they're supposed to be doing. They're showered, they're groomed, they're dressed correctly. <laughs> you know, they're presenting the best, their, their best selves. But they're still being discriminated against because of something that they can't change. The skin color. 
Now, you, you as a person, you're going to disadvantage yourself on purpose, look like a weirdo, and expect to get those things that others can't because of something they can't change? Sickening. Sick of it. All right, uh, I'm, I'm I'm ranting again. Let's let's take a commercial break. Come back on the other side. Uh, I, I'm gonna tie all this together. So let, let's let's take a break. truth you're listening to republic broadcasting network real news real talk real people because you can handle the truth which will conclusively prove george soros's role in orchestrating the pandemic but first dear patriots the truth train has brought us a conspiracy in our own backyard now you may think you know the story well, it's like I always say, there's a whole lot of out there. So I'd like to give Soros, Pelosi, the Zionists, the Mexican, the snowflakes, and the Woke. I'm thinking that I'm Stay strong, truth tellers, truth tellers. Stay strong, stay strong. Listening to RBN in defense of the Republic. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee. So I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted, it's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Standing six foot four, weighing 245 pounds of crime fighting, political science analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the Republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the Republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. 
you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be a bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Individuals out there, okay. We have some individuals out there who do not represent the rest of us. However, it seems like the more individualistic and crazy they are, the more they are used to drive a wedge in. Between the rest of us, it's uh... <sighs> so I gotta tie this together. Uh, will you <laughs> will you go ahead and play the previous clips that we had planned for, Mike? Please. This afternoon, 84-year-old Andrew Lester, the white man charged with the alleged unprovoked shooting of 16-year-old Ralph Yarl, who is black, going before judge in Kansas City, Missouri, just hours after he was released on bond on two felony charges. He has pleaded not guilty. The charges and the response by the legal community today is what should have happened last week. Lester faces felony assault and criminal action charges. The prosecutor saying there was a racial component to this case. We firmly believe that an investigation of race and hate as a motivating factor in the shooting of Ralph Yarrow must take place. Yarrow was out to pick up his younger siblings last Thursday night when authorities say he went to the wrong home and mistakenly rang Lester's doorbell. According to court documents, Lester told investigators he had just went to bed when he heard the doorbell and picked up his gun, saying he saw a black man pulling on the storm door handle, adding about the shooting. It was the last thing he wanted to do, but said he was scared to death of the teen's size. Lester also says that the two never exchanged words, but Jarl, from his hospital bed, telling police he never touched the door, saying he was immediately shot in the head and fell to the ground, and then shot again, this time in the arm, saying that Lester then told him, quote, don't come around here. The investigation into the shooting of Ralph Jarl comes in the wake of another shooting. 20-year-old Kaylin Gillis was shot and killed after police say she mistakenly pulled into the wrong driveway in upstate New York Saturday night. The homeowner, 65-year-old Kevin Monahan, is charged with murder. There was actually no interaction between Mr. Monahan and the occupants of any of the vehicles. They had realized they were at the wrong place. 
they turned around to leave and that's when the shots were fired. And as for Ralph Yarl, family members say he is up and able to talk and is expected to make a full recovery. I'm Morgan Norwood, ABC News, New York. Oh, you can go ahead and play the next two. <laughs> Think about the deadly uh -oh. shooting of an employee at a Home Depot in Pleasanton. KTV's Ali Rasmus joins us live with the latest on the investigation. No, 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 we, we, are, we already played that one. We did that one. So you don't see, um, okay, man charged... Uh, Ralph Yarl, there's another one. Homeowner makes first court appearance. Did we just play that? <laughs> All right. Today of yet another case of young people being shot out shot after a mistake. This time, a group of cheerleaders mistook a car for their own, got into it, and then they were fired at. And as CBS's Elaine Gahano reports, it comes after a New York man made his first court appearance for allegedly shooting and killing a young woman who drove into his driveway. 65-year-old Kevin Monahan walked into an upstate New York courtroom today with his feet and hands shackled. A judge denied his request to be released on bail in the shooting death of 20-year-old Kaylin Gillis. Prosecutors say Monahan fired a shotgun twice at a car Gillis was riding in after she and three friends accidentally drove up Monahan's driveway Saturday night. As they were turning to leave, one of the rounds struck Gillis. My daughter was a, an honor student. She had hopes and dreams of becoming. She had hopes and dreams of becoming a marine biologist, and this man took that away from us. After the shooting, the group drove about six miles looking for better cell coverage to call 911. She died in the car. It angers me so badly. I just hope to God that he dies in jail. In a statement, Monaghan's attorney said he believes the case was a series of errors which resulted in a tragedy. And, I jumped back in car and, and near Houston, friends of 18-year-old Peyton Washington held a vigil for her last night. The cheerleader is in critical condition after being shot early Tuesday. Her teammates say Washington was with a group of fellow cheerleaders when one of them mistakenly tried to get into the wrong car in a grocery store parking lot in the town of Elgin. Police charged 25-year-old Pedro Teo Rodriguez Jr. with shooting Washington and another teammate. She's a mentor and a role model to so many kids in this industry. She's an amazing athlete, amazing kid. Here in upstate New York, Kevin Monaghan remains behind bars at the Warren County Jail. And the DA says additional charges could be filed for the attempted murders of others in the driveway that night. Meantime, the family of Kaylin Gillis will hold her funeral on Friday. Nora. Elaine Cajano, thank you. Okay, okay. All right. So, there's a lot of these stories out right now of just <laughs> white dudes just wanting to shoot somebody. Uh, the first story there, yeah, I mean... <laughs> you don't come around here. Yeah, that that kind of that that race 
stuff. That happens every day. It's been happening for years. It's been happening for, for longer than I've been alive. It's relevant now, obviously, because of gun control. I mean, most of these people, you, I mean, you'd hardly ever read it in a newspaper, a little short article. Because a lot of times these, these people get away with it. Especially if it was race-related. White guy kills black person on his property. Hardly news-worthy. You'd never see that. The newspapers, but it happens every day. Um, and so again, I'm, I'm going to tie this end together. We have these these white supremacists, and, and I, I love actually I, I like Gab because I can go and get that deep uh, uh, consensus on what they think. I mean. <laughs> I don't have to go around America, find a KKK rally, or, or 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 find anybody to interview them to, on what they think. These people openly say what they think right here. Click of a button, I can I can look that up. I know exactly where to go. Thank you, Gab, for being the hub of white supremacy. But anyways. Uh, <clears throat> The idea here is, oh, you know, I, 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 it would take, it would take so much time for me to again find the identity of these white shooters, right? Anytime there's a black shooter, these people go crazy on Gab. Oh, oh, see, see, and they even want to tell us that, you know. Both shooters are white supremacists. Well, okay, yeah. So eighty percent of people, eighty <laughs> percent of these shooters, yes, they they are of the Caucasian persuasion. Okay, and, and so they add in the stats of gang violence to try to to justify, you know, oh, everybody's shooting everybody. Okay, fine, whatever. I can't ever hardly find a post of a white shooter on Gab. But they will definitely blast for miles and miles down, uh, scrolling down the screen, and they won't let it go. Now, the next big shooter, of course, I mean, I, there's hardly any, any post about the bank shooter. There's hardly, uh, the last few shootings, there's hardly any posts on because they're white. Now, <laughs> I, I, I like the fact that uh, the big shooting, the, the one that everybody cares about right now, is this trans shooter. I, it, it's, it's a wonderful thing because it will show you the mindset of the people once they get this information. It was a tranny, mentally ill. Completely skipping the fact that it's a white shooter. <laughs> so that just just to control the narrative because there's a lot of the people it's not just 
mainstream media. But the people themselves will also latch on to the narrative that best suits them. All these <laughs> white supremacists are also bigots against gays, too. Surprise, surprise, right? Hate-filled people. Surprise, surprise. So, oh, this, this tranny, this tranny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mentally ill, mentally ill. Tranny, 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 tranny. That's the only way they'll talk about it. They won't talk in terms of, oh, another white shooter. They won't do that. So, uh, I'm reading right now, I mean, it is a mess. It's a mess. I, I'm not going to let the fans get away with this either, because, yeah, I mean, it took forever to get the identity of the shooter. Or a black shooter, the face would have been up within minutes. If there was a, if there was a jail record, the mugshot would have been up of the person whether they were retrieved uh, alive or not, would up. It took days for them to actually put up the picture of the shooter, Audrey. We've spoken about this. So, there seems to be a pull and tug with this, right? Pull and tug. We have uh, the, the FBI uh Mike, your, your mic is hot right now. Uh, so, <laughs> we have... Okay, the, so the shooter. And then the cops were saying, or the feds were saying, oh, this was a random act. Random act. Okay, but the cops have investigated and found out that it wasn't. There was a manifesto. Feds went, yoink! We're taking that. Right? Because this person had planned this for months, apparently. Manifesto. And the feds have yet to release that manifesto to the public. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, I mean, I, it's, <laughs> well, first, let me go through the, the list here of, of, this, of the... Uh, The articles here. We have. Where's the Nashville Shooters Manifesto? Uh, we have journalist Green uh, Glenn Greenwald trying to expose the manifesto. We have. Uh, oh, hey, this is a good one. I'm surprised the my window's still up here. Let me grab that. Uh, I want to read this one. Left-wing journalist suing FBI for transgender Nashville shooter manifesto. The left is extremely interested in the releasing of this manifesto, and so is the right. However, it's being stated that <laughs> they don't they don't want to release it because uh, it's gonna prove whatever the hell they want to prove, because they're going to twist it politically, right? So, okay, here we have this, this uh, article. Progressive journalist Glenn Greenwald, who funded the left-aligned investigative publication, The 
Intercept has announced that he is exploring legal options to sue the FBI and Nashville Police Department for the manifesto of Audrey Hale, transgender shooter who recently killed six people, including three children, and at the Covenant School. According to Nashville Police Chief John Drake, Hale identified as a transgender and left behind maps of the school and a manifesto that hinted at other targets. Okay, here's a quote. We have spoken with two major law firms in Nashville who said they'd send retainer letters to represent us suing the FBI and Nashville PD to obtain the manifesto of the Nashville shooter only to back out at the last second, wrote Greenwald. Political pressures are intense. We should see it. In March, right after the tragedy, Nashville police confirmed the shooting was a targeted attack and that Hale did in fact possess a manifesto. The fact that the manifesto behind the Nashville shooting has not yet been released to the public has raised significant concerns amongst the American people. The lack of transparency around the investigation has led to uh, has led some to speculate about potential motives for the attack, such as the religion of the students killed. Even Elon Musk himself is wondering, writing on Twitter, where is the manifesto? The Unabomber got his published. Now, let me tell you what's going on here. I don't know uh, if any of you have ever read the NSA's Mind Control PSYOP Manual. Okay? It's, it's hard to find PF these days, but uh, it, it won't exist online. You can do some digging. It was released by uh, a, a whistleblower by the name of Will Filler. Now, NSA's Mind Control PSYOP Manual, part of it, it states, when it's working on a target... A Materian candidate was working on a target. They try to get them to write a diary. They try to get them to write some sort of uh, record of their experience while they're being remotely influenced by the feds. Now, the purpose of this is to help the, the Fed's story of this person being a crazy terrorist. This is in the Mind Control Psyop Manual from the NSA. However, not a lot of these targets do write any kind of manifestos, which leaves uh, things up for speculation. Uh, and, and the public will really try to do their own investigation. And they don't want that. They like for these people to have some sort of manifestos. Some sort of uh, history of... To leave, leave a, a, a hint of... Or, or a, a conviction of mental illness. Right? Because the ways that they're influenced, it would seem like they're crazy. Voices in the head, uh, being stalked, peers being hacked, 
these things like that. It sounds like a mental case, right? But these are the ways they coerce these shooters into going out and killing people. Now, this manifesto probably had information in it that this girl probably uh, should never, never have had access to. <laughs> I mean, maps. How many times have the shooters had maps? Where do you even get the blueprints uh, for, for, for these buildings? Somebody at Town Hall had to release uh, release it, uh, City Planner, somebody. These things aren't just readily found on the internet. <clears throat> so, the feds need time to alter and edit this manifesto. Okay? It's a problem that the police then saw it first. That's a problem. That's a big problem. So they have to take control of the police officers who saw it to ensure that they have a successful cover-up. Okay? That's that's why it's taking so long. They have to carefully craft and engineer the narrative that's going to help them out the best with their gun control. To help out the left. For their for their damn gun control. They have to edit out any clues of mind control. Again, this material has been exposed to the police department. And that's a concern for these feds. They have to get all the angles on these cops. Okay, how many of these cops are dirty? How many of these cops can pay off? How many of these cops have family members we can threaten if they decide to whistleblow? Yeah, these feds have to get a <laughs> tight handle on the situation. If this girl was, was this, if this shooter was some random person who just decided to go shooting, there would be no issue. But the fact that there is a process into creating a shooter by the feds. They cannot let that process leak. It's already leaked a few times already. If it becomes consistent of what's happened in the past, they're not going to be able to keep the secret for very much longer. I've already created my documentary. If you guys haven't seen it, go watch my documentary. It's called Know Their Killers. It's still up on YouTube. Thank God. If it was going to say down, I'll put it somewhere else. There is a process into creating these false flag shooters. So, ladies and gentlemen, when you do get the manifesto, I hope it's released soon because I'm going to pluck it apart. Then I'm going to put it back together of probably what it originally said. Me being a target individual, former target individual, I know. 
I know what this person probably went through. I'm not transgender. I didn't cover transgenders in my documentaries. But, of course, it's the evolution of things. Okay? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the Red Pill Hardcore Radio Show. It's all time we have today, alright? Uh, just tune in tomorrow. I'm gonna have a good show tomorrow on the Intel Report, ladies and gentlemen, alright? So, with that said, in the land of surveillance, the man with third eye is king. Educate yourself. Let me ask you something. When my wife's father has introduced me to stogies, what is she going to say? Tune in next time to Redfield Hardcore. Keep it real. Take the Redfield. Say to my little friend. Conan, what is best in life? Crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and hear the lamentation of your women. That is good. That is good. Tune in next time to Redfield Hardcore. Keep it real. Take the red pill. Winner. And I get the green light mom. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.